Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, bells, whistles, Wi-Fi, and 50-yard line watch at Jones Stadium. Also, could you be a better team in year two under Joey McGuire than year one without it being reflected in the record? We get to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you always for making us your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Also available on the SiriusXM app, SXM, pardon me, in the App Store. And subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. The only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. And Chris, we are getting started this week, getting started on today's episode with something to feel really good about, something I love, and something that college sports actually gives most fans a great opportunity to do. Spend other people's money. And there was some good news coming across the bow uh, just a couple of days ago for Texas Tech football. Joey McGuire and the gang supported wholeheartedly in many ways and more commitments being made as we see some things come across as it relates to Jones Stadium improvements. Chris, some of these we touched on the last seven to ten days as possibly being things we'd see come across, but we'll recap some of that and get to some others that now as they put pen to paper uh, will be happening at Jones Stadium some sooner rather than later but uh, all very excited fans particularly I know yeah so what you had Cowan was that late last week you had this board of regents meeting there was some new regents uh in in I don't know inducted or or I think that I guess that's the right term and and but part of the the proceedings is that in in the open session they they had various uh, additions to the south end zone project that were approved. Uh, I don't know exactly dollar breakdown here. I just know this: that total project is now on the north side of two hundred and fifty million dollars. And what was added are things that you, me, anybody in in or in the city of that stadium should be excited about because it involves your cell phone working better, not worse. Because we've all been in this stadium and you can't you can't send a text, you can't get a text, you can't make a call. <laughs> um I mean this is AT&T stadium for goodness sakes and and it's <laughs> just but th- this is just a it, it's been an expensive like attempt to fix it and it it's not an easy fix uh, there's various things that I don't really grasp I've kind of heard some explanations about it uh but um I I think look and the main thing about the Wi-Fi honestly is that yeah we all want our phones to work but the main thing you're trying to do Cowan is like you're trying to keep those college kids there uh or or, or showing up because if I can't get my social media stuff working if I can't text my buddy and my phone just won't work and shut down man i'm out i'm just like man i'll I'll just watch it at home or go to the bar so i can i can do my thing or i can follow the scores on the other games or whatever you've got going so 
improved Wi-Fi is an amenity that is just you're trying to keep young people there and and pleased and and appeased and give them a reason to to show up to the games. But I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I literally can't get a text out and I'm like standing there on the field and you just can't, you know, and it's a matter of, I would think that's even worse. Like down on the field than us up at the top. (laughs) Yeah, possibly. Absolutely. Cause you've got, it's so funny to think about that. That's even a deal on the list, but you're exactly right. People are fleeing stadiums in droves. I mean, everybody's in a fight and this is one of those things on the list that I guess now, Maybe appease is the right word. You use that one. I think that's on the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, because and, – and so one of the other things that they that they approved, uh, and this won't, won't necessarily be cheap, uh, but – and all the stuff we're talking about here, I believe, is set for the 24 season. So not, none of this is, is the immediate. So when they really start to dig in here, they're really going to, you know, have ended up redoing so much of – of, of, of the entire stadium and, and the, the technical part of it, if you will. Turf yeah. this year, lights this year. Uh, you know, we've talked about the new updated Wi-Fi system uh, and, and everything. Also with that that they've approved is replacing and updating, keyword there, is the, is the, the video board on the south end the, where, where you currently have the big video board. They will replace that, update it. These things get out. It's like TVs, man. You go to Best Buy, and it's like if you if you if you buy a new TV every couple of years, it's like you have to go relearn everything that a TV will do for you. It's like, well, this one right here, these days, man, you can go get 5K and it'll make you popcorn. You know, well, <laughs> and and and, th- and this one, this one is is curved and and it does all these kinds of things. I mean, it's like, geez, man, I I just. You know, I'm, I just want a TV. I won't be able to turn it on and, and, and flip the, the channels and the remote controller. But I, Dude, I just installed the new TV yesterday. <laughs> it made me give a blood sample, send in my social security number, and the NSA already cut me off because my social credit score is too low. It's a deal. There you it's go. It's a process. It's a <laughs> smart exactly TV, right. right? Yeah, it's a oh, smart yeah. TV. Incredible. And it's like, why is this one three grand and this one's 250 bucks and they look exactly the same? Like, you know, explain that to me. Anyway, the technology... With the, the video board part of it changes quickly. Yeah. What happens is, is that it changes so quickly that you have a hard time with the maintenance of things because it's like, yeah, we don't, we don't make that model anymore or they don't, th- this brand oh, went yeah. out of business. And so it, th- that's just the way, the way it goes the, to the fan. The, 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 the fun part is I believe that structure. Okay. On the, uh, the north end of the yeah the north end of the stadium. Currently, it's got the video board in the center, and then on the sides of it are are the speaker panels. I mm-hmm. believe I believe this is accurate that the the whole structure will be video board when they update it, and so I don't know if speakers go elsewhere or outside of that or if they'll you know I, I don't I don't know but I, I believe I was told that hey. Yeah, the, the the video board will take up that whole whole structure now, and uh, you know. But and there so, are it, Chris. Do you have any idea on like the the permanent ad space that's there also in that kind of screenish area? Great question. And see, you can you can turn that into digital if you want. You you can right. keep your ads there or whatever, and you can just make them digital if you want. You could do so many different things with with those video boards. So I'm not I'm not real sure. I guess, but I just yeah. know 
updated, better, brighter. I think you'll you'll when it, when they install it next year, you'll you'll hear about all that about the how much brighter it is and the resolution all that stuff. Because again, the, the technology just it just changes so quickly. Well, the, the fun part about the fan is that. That one will be replaced, but you're also going to get two smaller video boards in the south end, and this was already approved and a part of this yeah. project. So there'll be three video boards total, and then you'll have the ribbon boards as well. So, and again, it's all it's all about trying to appease the the fan or or enhance the fans. Uh, you, you know. Because we're, we we got the, we're gonna LED light you okay we're we're gonna we're gonna blow your we're, we're gonna we're gonna you know blow you out we're gonna play Motley Crue in the you know when, when yeah, the team yeah. runs out and we're gonna we're gonna you know it's gonna be we're gonna get after it may may even have a smoke okay. machine your phone's gonna work so if you want to video it uh, you 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 can do that too and you want to send it out to all your buddies but that that's what that's what it's all about you know is yeah. is the you know and we're gonna blow some stuff up too I guarantee you we need to get we need to Let's enhance go. the pyro budget yeah. Right, but somehow Roof Raider is a bridge too far. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah, if, if you got a fire fit on for the day and you can't put it on the internet in a photo, what the hell do you even go to the stadium for? We know what the ladies are thinking and some of you daintier men out there. So you've got to appease these <laughs> folks. But Chris, can I ask, uh, just back to the video board really quickly, but first, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. Got the NBA playoffs going on, Major League Baseball, Tibetan tiddlywinks, or anything in between that's on your radar. FanDuel has got you covered. And right now, if you've never done it before, you're in luck because it's a great time to be a new customer. You can get started with FanDuel right now by downloading the FanDuel app, safe, secure, Easy to use. Woo! First timers, when you get the app, you're going to immediately be eligible for a no sweat first bet. Up to 1000 bucks. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up now, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today by Downloading the FanDuel app or go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up with FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Chris, can I ask, uh, just back to the video board really quickly, are we to, because we're like, what, a decade? How long has that been there? Was that 13 or 12 when that came online? Yeah, I don't think that video board has been there for a decade. I think it's probably, oh man, um, I need to go see the... It was Cliff's yeah, it, era, right? Yeah, so it, it's probably been up there five to eight years. <laughs> Holy I mean, cow, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. I was thinking yeah. eight, but I don't know. Um, yeah. The, so anyway, still relatively new structurally. Or am I to believe? Because this is part of what just kind of blew my mind when you mentioned this. Uh, I think last week or maybe a week and a half ago that a video, a new video board will be inset within that structure. We're not like busting up mortar Correct. and masonry. Oh, okay. Correct. That's what I. That's that one what was kind of blowing my mind. That wow, we're already, which wouldn't be crazy. I mean, <laughs> the Rangers are in a new ballpark, and that one, you know, that was I know, one of the first twenty-five years old. Right. So I know we're in a different era for hey, knock it down, build something else. But that may be uh, a point of of some confusion. I know it was for me at least that I was looking for some clarity on. So enhanced video board, you've got space to play with for a bigger video board within that video board structure, structure. That, that's yeah. presently there over there. And I can't, 
I don't want to talk in absolutes and tell you exactly dimensions and all those things. I just know right. I, I was it was I was led to believe it would fill more of that space out, not less. So it would be bigger than your current board. And they were going to do something different with the speakers. But again, that that's part of because right now, and I, I'm down there in the middle of it, and it's like they've put uh it was a big deal to Joey, okay, when he took over. And and I get why because I, I I can you know remember standing on the field in Waco and in Fort Worth and in Norman, and they have speakers at the field level, and during the games and everything, and they put them they put them in strategic places, and it's for warm ups, but you know and you, you can feel your inside shake uh, at some of these places, and at Texas Tech this past year, you could feel your inside shake. And if you kind of walk by it, you're like, I- I'm going to, this is going to damage my inner ear right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but, but you felt the, it, it creates the juice and the environment within the stadium. And so I don't know what they'll do. I, I think part of the new structure on the South end kind of will hold more of your sound in. Okay. It's going to be more of an in, enclosed, I think kind of up higher which which could help you know the sound stay in there but um I, i'll be honest i mean when you when you go to waco um I, and, and they even i was it was the the butt fumble game and matt wells even said something the official about how this the, the music was being played when our t our, our quarterback it was jet duffy at the time it's like man our quarterback is under center and they're still playing the music and you couldn't hear anything and that's that's borderline <laughs> against the rules tcu does the same thing Oklahoma speakers that feel level during warmups will will shake your insides, um, and so, but that's that's just part of it. And I think you want to have the same thing. You want people to go, golly, man, their sound system works. Uh, and and you can't worry about you know, sweet Miss Lisa and, and Johnny on the thirty five yard line. They're like, man, I'm just not going to the games. It's too loud there. You can't, you know, there, there's complaints about everything. You, you just can't. You, you gotta you got to have some juice in an environment. And I think a new sound system will certainly do that. No offense to Lisa and Johnny, did I say? I don't know who those people are. That was just an example. He's a veteran. He suffered hearing damage in the war, Chris. <laughs> Dare you come down on Johnny. Um, I, I'm really excited about all these toys. I hope they've got some uh, awesome, unique way to use them. And it's not just back to Belinda. I was going to say Belinda Carlisle. That'd be better. Uh, whoever the Kiss Me Girl was. Uh, we've seen that many times. Uh, it took like 35 years to get off the Jock Jams playlist, which now, you know, ironically, you may want to bring back into the mix, save for Gary Glitter, uh, Predator. But I, I just hope we've got a good show to go with the loudspeaker and the big TV and the blinking lights and all of that stuff. So uh, best of luck to everybody who's involved. In that. And the, have the video I, board thing on both ends. Go ahead. Well, have I ever told you, I have to be careful here, have I ever told you Mike's idea way back in the day that he pitched to Joe Myers? No, this is true. No. I'm gonna try to keep this clean because it, it it's you know uh, I'll let you determine how. Hey, Mike we're on YouTube, this. bud. We're on YouTube. Okay, I, I know, it. but I don't want to. <laughs> He's like, uh, this is back uh, when the pirate thing kind of took uh, off, uh, took off on a life of its own. Everybody's waving the pirate flags, all these things, but. Mike was always coach Leach. He was always a big like Oakland Raider fan. Like he kind of thought that that <laughs> yeah. the patch on the eye and, and like the way their fans were just crazy. And you had the, the spiked up shoulder pads and, and everything like that. Like he kind of <laughs> right. embraced that, that fandom and he was a West coast guy. So 
But uh, I think he, at one point, literally pitched uh, to, to Coach Myers. And Coach Myers and his sweet wife, they listened to this uh, podcast. And Coach Myers, I forgot to mention that the other day, Cowan. Coach Myers, an avid uh, viewer of this podcast. So he won a big award uh, at a banquet I was at yeah, the, the other day. So shout out to Coach Myers. But uh, And if I was Coach Myers, whenever – yeah, there you go. Uh, and and when Coach Myers, wow. you know, was probably pitched this idea, I probably would have been like, Mike, we we just can't do that. Uh, <laughs> but he he's like uh, he's like, well, now what we need to do is we need to tie a zip line at the top of this double T scoreboard, and we need to tie it like a, across the field, or, or or we need to anchor it somewhere like where it kind of angles, and we need to put a little person on that zip line. And every time we score a touchdown, <laughs> and they need to wave up, they need to wave a pirate flag. And he goes, "We can shoot some sparklers <laughs> off of them and everything." And I mean, I, I can only imagine how how Coach Myers probably reacted to to such a pitch. But Mike, I think was dead serious. He had all kinds of this is this was his like kind of Vince McMahon, PT Barnum, uh, Oakland Raider fandom kind of all kind of coming into one. And his you know his. Uh, his wild he wanted the show right he wanted the show he wanted the pomp and the circumstance of course of course and he's i mean he was long time r.i.p uh a warrior against little people unemployment so just trying to keep them busy trying to keep them paid and with the livelihood as well so a lot went into that let's not shelf that idea okay kirby hocut you dialing into the show every once in a while coach myers i know you still got these phone numbers let's run this flag back up the pole in memoriam, an in memoriam little person zip line. If anybody else is connecting those words in that order for these purposes, anywhere in the world today, <laughs> my socks will be blown off. You're getting one of a kind conversation here on Locked On Texas Tech. I- I'm excited to see it all come to fruition. Of course, we got 50 yard line watch that's playing out this offseason. Let's see what they slap on that sucker. We all know what the right answer is, but what will the answer be? We'll find out in uh, weeks and months to come. But Chris, I do get kind of blown away as well because I've gone so far down the rabbit hole uh, online in the Southwest Collections Image Library, which is amazing if you're interested in the history of West Texas, Texas Tech, Lubbock, the South Plains, all these things. Uh, but I, I mean, I lose days thumbing through that catalog uh, on my laptop. And of course, a lot of that includes Jones Stadium images, uh, the old tech field, I think is what it was just called, uh, images as well there. Uh, what to the southeast, I guess, roughly where some practice fields are now. But um, I, my first trip to Jones Stadium, uh, knee high to a grasshopper, guided by wonderful Red Raider grandparents who set me on this path long ago. And in that short amount of time, from 1984 to now, uh, it blows me away to think about what that place is. I can't imagine those who have been on patrol as Red Raiders or Red Raider fans for much longer, uh, you included. I mean, to see where that thing has, has come from. Hell, just back to the Mike Leach era. He, he built what is there now capacity-wise, no question, to where it is now. Uh, what a wild experience and what a luxury uh, for all student-athletes and fans of the program that will get to enjoy it and have gotten to enjoy it. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're one of uh, – most stadiums, they hit an end zone or they hit one side. And, like, not everybody has been able to update all the way around. And once your, once your, your south end of your stadium is, is done, you, you will have renovated really in the last, 
you know, decade or so, Cowan. I, I guess it's it's decade plus, and maybe, maybe going back fifteen years ago, or, or or even closer to twenty. But you will have, you know, all the way around, you will have renovated it and made it to where it is, you know, finished. You know, there's like it. We don't we don't need any more attention here. It doesn't need anything. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, look the football coach aspect and, and Mike and, and, and everything like that kind of set the the thing going obviously with, with Spike beginning it and all that. And then obviously Mike, but credit to uh, your administration and some of these regents, man. I mean, I don't think enough can be said about like what Kirby's obviously want to do, but like, you know, Dusty and Cody and, and, and they're basically throwing their own money and like, this is important brick and mortar and like structure is important. We want this to be, nice we want it to be big we want it to be the best because this this price tag for this thing is just going up and up and up and i think some of these guys are funding a lot of this on their own you know like right and, and it's not just them i don't want anybody to, to to not think there's there's a lot of donors here but you had some lead gifts man and it's pretty cool to see people stepping up because this stuff will be around here for a long long time I've said for a long time and some of this has to do with conference affiliation television contracts etc but also uh, enthusiasm, resource, and support among your fan base and your alums. I, I've just felt like for a considerable amount of time, you should be able to say as a Texas Tech fan that uh, the Texas Tech athletics department or football program, whatever it might be, is as advantaged as it has every, ever been with every subsequent day. Like today's the best it's ever been. Tomorrow will be better than today. And some programs who have you know, had that advantage from very early on, Chris, uh, don't get that same type of experience. But even though there's 100 at the gateway, uh, the number 100 at the gateway of Texas Tech's campus right now signifying uh, a long amount of time, you still look at some others and not that you're in an infancy or anything like that, uh, but 25 to 30 years behind some of those who have been exercising that advantage. Uh, it's fun to see what's happened in, in the first one zero zero years and, and can't wait for they. Well, I don't know, maybe they're just next five, next ten, because where's Joey McGuire's going to take us when we win that natty? Time will only tell. Speaking of winning, you know, actual football being played, what's going to happen inside that awesome stadium? Let's get to this to wrap up today's episode. We've got some Big 12 win totals uh, I want to throw at you. You might have seen them by now. We'll get to Texas Tech's. And also a question as to the tone of the season, success, failure, or somewhere in between as it relates to this number uh, early on, we're seeing for Tech, 7.5. We'll get to that and more coming up next as we wrap it up on Locked On to Texas Tech. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan coming at you from west of the 100th Meridian where it's really going down. Thanks to those of you out there every day along for the ride on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Appreciate you so much and wrapping up today's episode as we consider some actual on-field possibilities for Texas Tech and company in 2023. And, Chris, we saw elsewhere around the Big 12 some numbers applied here, over under for a win total. This projection among many that will roll out, obviously, this offseason, but one of the first to consider. Texas Tech, 7.5 is the number for the Red Raiders. That is number four 
conference. Longhorns at nine and a half, Oklahoma nine and a half, K-State eight and a half. And then you actually have Tech, Texas Christian, Baylor, and Central Florida all right there uh, at seven and a half wins. Chris, we can, of course, you know I love to hem-haw, and we'll spend plenty of time this offseason hem-hawing about you know, what the schedule feels like, where you could have some pitfalls, where you could find some success. But I think you and I have talked about this on the air. I know I've talked about it with other Red Raider friends. There's some thought I want to pick your brain on first, just about, in general, feeling like you might have a record that is identical to what you had last season's. Is it one win less than what you had last season? I don't know. But you may be a better football team with a record that doesn't just blow you away and show that you're a better football team than what you were a season ago. I, I'm guessing you've probably heard that thought as well. I think we've maybe discussed it a little bit here on this show, but that's one of the interesting things about heading into the season. We're like, yeah, build off what you did. It was awesome last year. You wind up eight and five. So why not nine and three or something? Wild? But I almost feel like, yeah, there could be improvement there, but I'm not so sure if you just, uh, see it translate into something market improvement wise with the record. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. I, I think, uh, and why your eight wins last year felt different is because it was it included wins over Oklahoma and, and Texas, you know, and, and yeah. I, there's different eight and fives. They feel different. Yours was <laughs> four and five that, you know, turned into eight and five and you won four in a row and you finished it right. And so you, you view it differently and, and, and all those things, but, like, for example, so much of odds to win the conference race, win totals, we're starting to see a lot of these lists and things like that come out uh, right now about the league race uh, this next year. Unlike any other previous year, though, you have to re- – don't forget to remind yourself, anytime you see these things, you, you th- there is a giant caveat with it. And, and the reason – you know, the, the caveat is this, and it's not been this way since what 10, 12, 15 years. It's some of this is based on who you play and who you don't. Okay. Right. For example, I don't know if Oklahoma is going to be any better than they were last year. I bet their record is, though, because they have one of the weakest schedules in the Big 12 Conference on paper based on yep. what we think we know about some of these teams. And, and I think Oklahoma State, I don't think they're going to be better. They may have a better record because they don't they don't play Tech, uh, Baylor, uh, Texas maybe, and then TCU, I think. I mean, they, they miss a whole – they miss like, like a core group. I'd have to go back and look to be sure. But – and, and like where the, the Red Raiders, you know, they, they don't see either one of the Oklahoma schools. Uh, but you do see – you know, you do see Kansas State, you do see Texas, you do see Baylor, you do see TCU, you know, some of the ones that are uh, projected to be uh, at, at the upper tier. And so I think that factors in odds on winning the conference title. That factors in over-under win totals. I mean, Oklahoma, what did you tell me, is nine and a half? I mean, I, yeah. I don't they're, – they're not a preseason top 25 team in some of the polls that I've looked at. Texas Tech is, okay, but these are different things, you know, and, and some of this is going to be about – who you played versus who you didn't. And you have to you have to remember that. Tech's schedule or Tech's win total and Tech's outlook to me will totally change one way or the other on that Oregon game. Just like last year, if you would have won the NC State game and then did everything else you were supposed to, 
it, it just kind of changes the whole outlook and dynamic when you win that key non-conference game versus if you lose it. Right. Uh, and so if you go 2-0 and to start out your season, I, I think, boy, you, you can dare to dream a little bit and maybe even <laughs> with, with hopes on, I wonder when those playoff games are. I wonder when the Big 12 title game is. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you will have given yourself a chance and a ranking and all that to kind of go with it. Whereas, again, you're not out of it. If you go 0-2, you're not out of it. Uh, you're out of the, the national championship race, but not the league. But um, that Oregon game, it's just going to swing you one way or the other. But, I mean, that that Wyoming game is no uh, – it's no gimme uh, at all because it's a road game and it's a true road game. But I, I see what you're saying, Cowan. I see the point that people are making in that you could be really good and the record may not necessarily reflect it. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, if you're four and eight, well, you're a really good team. The record just didn't show it. What we're talking about here is a minuscule different uh, difference. And basically, just like I said, you could be seven and five again and be a better team. People are like, well, I mean, weren't we going to make this huge step? We're seven and five. What happened? You could play better football and wind up in a similar uh, win total realm. And it is because, Chris, I think you've got one of the more difficult schedules, even with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State off of it. Uh, that you've had in some some time. I was curious how you felt about that. It, it's hard to kind of uh, reconcile those thoughts again with the Sooners and the Cowboys not going to be on that schedule. Well, how could it be all that difficult? But I, I just look at some of these months, and some of it has to do with the fact that you got a huge one in the non-conference, which is a little bit atypical as far as Oregon is concerned. But then you've got that pesky road trip uh, to Morgantown, and you've got Houston coming back to Lubbock. That's all – in the month of September. That ain't no tiptoeing through the tulips time, as you might expect sometimes in September. You get to October, you're going to Waco, you're going to Provo, and you've got K-State coming to your house. Which one of those is the snooze fest? Then you get to November. Who have I not mentioned yet? The team that was in the national title game in Lubbock November 2nd. The Longhorns on the road in the season finale. And, oh, yeah, the, those pesky Jayhawks that made a little bit of noise last season, you got them on the road. Now, Central Florida comes to your house. I don't know what that's going to be like. But it kind of seems like in most years I'm used to saying, well, you know, here, here's the big month or here's kind of the big transition period where either you're contender or pretender. But if you have success in any of these periods, it's contender time. Like, there are typically ebbs and flows, and I know there will be some of that as these teams reveal themselves. Uh, as to what they actually are. But I, I don't know, man. This feels pretty stout uh, comparatively, even with some of those new members to some recent years. I, I agree. I, I think on paper, you know, I, I think it would have been a good year to play Oklahoma State. I don't think they're going to be very good. I think Cincinnati's right. not going to be very good. You miss them. And so that's why your your schedule, uh, you know, is because and – I, and I think there's a lot of thought. I think Houston could be a bit of a mess. We'll see. That's going to be a Donovan Smith deal. But I think uh, I think that the thought is is like BYU and Central Florida could be make the most noise initially in the Big right. Twelve. You get both of them, uh, you know, and so. Uh, but again, bring it on, man! I mean, this is why you have sure. depth. This is why you want more than one quarterback. This is why you you better be able to win games on the road. This is why some people are going to say, you know, Tech's not ready yet to make any noise because look at their schedule. Their schedule's tough. They haven't really uh, done it yet, but. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. I just, you gotta be careful about getting expectations out of whack because you're right. An eight or nine win season with this schedule and depending on how it looks, I mean, that, that could be a, a big, you know, a huge <laughs> sign of progress. 
Having said that, you're going to have a lot of seniors on this team, and so you're going to you're going to graduate a lot from this particular group. So, if you wanted to make some noise, this would be a good year to do it. It is year two under your new head coach. I just felt like maybe I should say that out loud. Yeah, uh, for some reason, man, can't wait to get down to it and plenty to get into this offseason to get that table set for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. All right, thank you guys for uh, joining us so much once again to kick off another week here on Locked on Texas Tech. Hope to see you back here coming up tomorrow, Uh, particularly you, Chris. I'm going to need you uh, for another episode, please. Enjoyed it as always, man. Thanks for the time. Keep hope alive, everybody. We will do it. Uh, And uh, looking forward to another week. And happy, what, may the 4th be with you. We had Cinco de Mayo. We've got, uh, (laughs) we're on the right side of the Kentucky Derby. But we're we're getting into the quiet, quieter times here uh, as far as the summer. That must mean football season is getting closer. But uh, enjoy it, Calvin. Hope Mama's on your mind this week. Heads up. Time is running out. Mother's Day just around the corner. So there's your Locked on Texas Tech uh, calendar heads up. All right, for Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Thank you again to the everydayers out there. We'll see you back here tomorrow on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts on Locked on Texas Tech.